W240EC Albany, Fox Sports 980 and 95.9 FM. probably on your way home maybe leaving a little early today because of the memorial day weekend you've got cool bosses um i really don't know who my boss is but they suck because here we are um <laughs> i know tommy corporate is a shill and he sold out and so we're here so we're here but we're here and i'm happy to be here because you're here with us obviously the biggest story in the mets 10-1 over the cubs pete alonzo league leading 19th home run I mean, those Metropolitans turning it around, big fashion, polar bear, 19 home runs in this young season. Very amazing. We like the Mets fans. We like the Mets. We give the Mets coverage. But I'm just going to feel like you just kind of like a burger or a glizzy that's being made this Memorial Day weekend. Dude, I feel stop like- with the glizzy crap, okay? They're, they're, they're freaking hot dogs, okay? And by the way, everyone who thinks it's a cute thing to reference glizzies to me, that's when Antonio Brown called me fat, okay? So when you reference a glizzy to me, you piss me off, all right? Hot dog! It's America! We don't talk about no glizzies! I was going to say it was layered with sarcasm, but now we've gone in a different direction with the glizzy comment. No glizzies! It's a glizzy-free environment, okay? Why, why do we have to change the name of the hot dog? Who was offended by hot dog? Is that what happened? Someone's feelings get hurt because we were eating hot dogs? dare you were you being sarcastic about the mets well, i mean i thought the 19 home runs was a pretty big story i didn't think it, i thought it was i mean I'm, clearly you don't care about the mets clearly you think the mets aren't important mets fan at tom goss t-o-m-g-o-z-z on twitter that's not what i said he said the mets are terrible he doesn't care about you at all that's what he just said i referenced memorial day barbecue food and then you started to yell at me about it well because you didn't you said a name of something that doesn't exist that only is referenced by people who don't want to say hot dog hot dog is that now banned from the show yeah the yeah. word itself yeah. the g word it's now banned from levac and goss we yeah. threatened to ban a caller the other day now the g word how well, you describe you're hot drunk, dogs you're drunk with power on the phone i mean that's that's you're drunk with power you you are and it's okay i like it i like that version of you i like angry goss it makes me happy but uh no yeah the, the, it's a hot dog okay everybody Let's stop. Let's stop with the glizzy thing, and then like, you know, Ken, Ken on Facebook, put a picture of my dude. Did you get a free glizzy with that? Ken, you just called me fat, okay? Ken, Ken, I've gone to war for you lately, and you called me fat. I don't want to talk about glizzies anymore, okay? All right, good. So we're not going to talk about glizzies. We're not going to talk about the Mets. That's what we've opened the show. Whoa, 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 whoa! Pete Alonso is leading the, the the majors in homers. Why don't you want to talk about the Mets, guys? What do you have against it, it Pete was Alonso? Ten to one. I mean, there's other things that are going on in the world of sports. The Mets, congrats to Pete Alonso. Having a great season. Yep. The Mets need to come back. Wonderful things don't involving call it a comeback. Involving the, the balloon orange. But I just don't feel like they're the biggest topic on this front. What would you prefer to start with, guys? Go ahead. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, Tommy Corporate. Little sellout. I think your Yankees need a little bit of discussion today. I don't no? think, did they play yesterday? I they, didn't think they, they played. They did. They played against the Did the Bulls. offense play? I didn't think, I didn't think it did. Yeah, that, that's probably where I was actually a little concerned here. As much as I'd love to go crazy like I did during the Mohawk Chevrolet show yesterday, excited about the Baltimore Oriole victory and how the series was going, this one is all about the Yankee offense. It was fun to talk about the Orioles the last two days and what that win meant or what it could have been. The storylines have leaned more towards Baltimore than New York, not last night. Last night's a situation where Yankee fans like, hey, uh, what happened? What's going on? Baltimore's not known for pitching. Baltimore's not known for defense. That was just a lack of offense showing up against an Oriole team. Terrible, terrible game for Edwin Moscaso. Terrible game for Edwin Moscaso. Terrible game. And that's why Boone came out and let him know. Okay? You, you got you to gotta, you gotta figure out the strikes on there, Edwin, behind the plate. Huh? How about you do a little better job, Edwin? How about Clark Schmidt not have to throw 29 pitches to get out of the first inning because you don't know where the strike zone is? All right, Edwin, I'm with I'm 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 Team Boone on this one. All right, Boone's Army, Boone's Farm, if you will. Um, like Orioles won, Orioles won the series two one. Good job, way to go. Keeping the distance between you and the Yankees. Clark Schmidt is not a great pitcher. So when you force him to throw 29 pitches in the first inning where he probably would have been 
you know, 17 on the high side to get out of that inning. You change the you change the complexion of the game. And I've heard a lot of people talk about Boone getting kicked out. Like he leads the majors and getting kicked out as, as since he's since he's been a manager. What a great stat. Yeah. He's got what? I think he's been kicked out 30 times for this season. And I love it. I love it. Maybe it's a Lou Pinella flashback for me. Sweet Lou, Billy Martin, the you know, the the old school managers who just let you know. I remember Lou Pinella repeatedly as a child would like, we're playing this game under protest. And I look at my dad and I go, what's that mean? He goes, absolutely nothing. Means nothing. It changes nothing. <laughs> um, I, I like Boone doing that. I, I would I would hazard a guess the Yankees come out a little inspired tonight because Boone did that last night. I think they like having their guy go to war for them. Odd question. I feel like that's Boone's best quality. I, I asked it yeah. like that because yeah. I feel like I'm undermining his baseball IQ and his adjustments, his pitching staffs and lineups and everything else. It feels like a very broad thing, but people who watch the Yankees, that is something concrete, I guess the way we can say that, that exactly what you just said there. Sparks something, shows passion, shows he cares about it, it's competitive. Those things we can see as media members and fans and Yankee supporters, whatever your connection is to the team, you can see that. It's a lot harder unless you've got the binder out and you're punching sabermetrics and analytics of what each lineup adjustment and pitching decision is, especially over 162. That one we can see like, okay, that's a pretty cool thing Aaron Boone does. And remember, he's a TV guy. I know he played. I know he's hit the home run. But he came from TV most recently before his occupation was baseball manager. And a lot of times on the side of television, you have to be quiet and kind of chill a little bit and everything else. And that's not exactly how Boone has been as a manager. No, I think I think to your point, the criticism, the the biggest criticism of Boone since he's been the manager of the New York Yankees is we just don't know how much he's allowed to actually manage. You know, the, the analytics nerds are allegedly in charge of this team. They decide who goes, when goes, and where goes. Like so, you know, for a guy like Boone, it, you know, and is that 100% true? Who knows, but that's that's your mo now that's that's what people think you are that's your your reputation to be able to inspire your guys show your guys you have their back you i don't i don't recall ever hearing a guy say he didn't want to play for aaron boone like i think everybody wants to play for a guy like boone because you know if you're clark smith you know you you got robbed a little bit yesterday you, you you're not going to have there was a point where he looked like he was going to be one of the next big pitchers for the Yankees that has not come to fruition in any way, shape, or form. So when you've got an outing where you're, you know, you've got a good handle on your stuff, you can't be giving away strikes. You just can't, you can't, it just, it just won't work. It's, you didn't score any runs, so it doesn't really matter. You know, the, the three, okay, we would have won 2-1 instead of 3-1 if, if, if whatever, but it's just one of those things. Like I think, I think you kind of nailed it as far as if I'm looking at what Aaron Boone's obvious contribution to the New York Yankees is, I think it's, I think it's that. I think it's the fire. I think it's letting these guys know he believes in them. He supports them. He'll go to war for them. Um, I would love to know what his fines look like. They've got to be, right. they've got to be decent. But those, those things, when done right, they've been known to light fire. So. You know, does he do it too much? I guess would be the only other question. Does he? Is it? Is it one of those things where you start seeing the guys look around and go, oh, "Here goes Booney again." Like, I haven't seen that yet, but that could be a thing. But right now, I, I love it. I love watching him go off. It's an endearing quality for Boone, in comparison to other New York managers and coaches over the last decade. There are some who could do it a little bit differently and be criticized for that. Like the ones that jump out to me who are intense but didn't connect with their team, Mickey Calloway on the Mets side and Joe Judge on the Giants side. Like two very intense people who had different ways in which they handled the team. Joe Judge's at time came off like he was being a caricature, like I'm going to be Belichick, but also kind of not like Belichick. But the Judge thing felt like it wasn't authentic. Not authentic like Ben McAdoo. That's a whole different style. But players saw through the Judge and McAdoo stuff. Mickey Calloway, like he had the intensity, but there were just so many moments you're like, does he want to be an actual manager? Because he's forgetting like basic things like bringing the lineup card out and who's on a pitch. 
that was intensity that didn't work. This is intensity that has still found success, not as much as the Yankee fans would want, but seems to always attract good attention to the Yankees and seems to be working in the clubhouse. I've never heard anyone complain about, you know, that Boone's loss is cool again. Is he the right, right. guy? I, I've never right. heard that criticism once. Well, and like I said, the only way I could see it being a real issue in that nature is it's just he does it so much, you're just like, oh, who cares? But again, he's doing it for the guys. It's not... I can't recall the last time like he was grumbling in the in the in the dugout and they heard him and started talking to him and it wasn't about something that happened to his guys. So like it's it's almost always you guys are terrible today, you know, dial in and you know, you're I got Clark Smith out here who's, who's dealing and you're robbing him. I got four times, four times. And well and it's like it's great too because I don't know what the way to defuse him is in that moment. Cuz like you see it where like other umps come in, start like crew chief comes in, they all everybody's coming in trying to calm them down, other players come in, stuff, and there's just I don't know what Edwin could have said to stop it because you can see him go stop, come on stop, please stop, stop. All right, you're out, and then he goes. So now it's like whatever. Then somebody else comes over, gets in the way, he walks right out. Hey, you get back on! I'm not done with you yet. And it's just four times like. It's impressive to me to watch him lose his cool. There's, I enjoy it. You know what? Impressive is the word because impressive to lose your cool. And also, you and I are leaning towards feeling the same way about it. It's one of his best qualities, if not his best quality. However, there are times where whatever you do for a living, you shouldn't always use your best quality constantly. Like, if you're a parent, you shouldn't always be the parent who yells and screams every single time because eventually the kids are going to be like, all right, I'm tuning out on that. Like, you're right, just constantly right. yelling. Uh, like, in comedy, right? There's people like... Frank Caliendo just keeps coming to my mind here, but like, hey, his thing is the impressions, and you could fire him off. He fires him off a lot, but sometimes you're like, okay, you did eight impressions in eight minutes. Maybe we'll just like set up the joke at some point. Sometimes people overuse a quality that's their best. Boone is not overusing this because imagine you're 162 with that intensity. Like that, you can't do it. You just be like, okay, man, it's it's a Tuesday in July. I'm not even that stressed about what's going on. Can you pull it back a little bit? He's using his best qualities in spots, and that's an accomplishment. I know they lost, and we're giving him a yeah. lot of love today, but still, like that loss was more about, okay, you know the offense was bad. Kyle Gibson looked like Bob Gibson last night for Baltimore. <laughs> they lost the game. Other times in 2018, 2019, 2021, we'd come on here and people would rip Boone. It's not about that today. No. Um, it's weird because... You do the the comic comparison, and I was thinking like Lewis Black, because Lewis Black's bit is he's always angry. Like he just goes, he goes from like eight to twelve. Like he's never like if if ten is the most angry, one is the least. Like he starts at seven, lives around eight or nine in a show, and he gets up to like twelve to fifteen in anger. But the ninety percent of the time when you hear Boone speak publicly, it's very mellow. It's chill. It's you know everybody's everybody's judgy. You know. Volpe B E like everybody's got an E under their name. <laughs> Everything's cool, and then when it, once one of his guys gets wronged, or he perceives them to be wronged, boom, he's going. He's all in. Um, yeah, but your Orioles won. Good for you. Red Sox didn't lose. Good for you. In play, good good for you guys. Yankees are sitting seven back in the East. Orioles are only three back behind the Rays. You guys. You know, the Rays have won the last two nights. You've won the last two nights. Good for you. All good for you. Good for you, guys. Good for you, buddy. I feel like this segment, how it started, is again layered with sarcasm. Well, I'm a little upset with you. I mean, if we're being... What? If I'm being completely transparent. Because yesterday, if you happen to hear the great show we did from Mohawk Chevrolet in Boston Spa, where they go out of their way to please you, I have proof of that in the parking lot. Scar Joe's out there right now. My Black Widow. I love it. I can't believe I've got it. They worked very hard with me to get me into that truck, and I'm very appreciative. Guys, I'm upset with you because during that show yesterday, you went on this like rant about how you expected Kyle Lowry to just go off. You thought he was going to have a great game. You were like, the Kyle Lowry's going to take over. It's going to be the Kyle Lowry show. You convinced me. Kyle Lowry, 30 minutes, five points. You know, you were like, Kyle Lowry is going to, he's going to, he's going to run this entire floor. And you, the Kyle Lowry of old, not old Kyle Lowry. You were just like, Lowry, you like called a local tattoo parlor and asked him to come and 
tattoo I love Kyle Lowry on your right buttock. Remember saying that. You were just like Kyle Lowry, Lowry. Yeah. Oh, you were just going. It was crazy. So I I dove in. I was like, yeah, let's go heat. And then Kyle Lowry was on the on the, like. You seen Kyle? No. Kyle? No. Nobody's seen Kyle. Back injuries are rough. You get a back injury. It's hard to walk and stand and move. I guess I underestimated the injury of Mr. Lowry. I was complaining the other day that I stepped on a dinosaur and I thought I was injured. The best part of this is you took your own sweet time putting the podcast up. So people can't go here that you're just like, Kyle Lowry could have a good game. And they actually believe <laughs> That's right. everything I'm saying. No! How dare you, digital world? Maybe next time you'll do your job faster. And people can hear that you weren't as wrong as I said you were. See, here's what it is. You set me up with like, Goss is going to get this blind pick that Lowry after the injury is going to be fine and everything else. Yeah, Miami was not as good as they were the first three games of the series. No. You thought they were going to – it was a – you and I, before we even hit the air, we had the same take on this. Like, we're green on this Friday. It was an awful game. Yeah. Like, that was not a fun Game 5 Eastern Conference Finals from a fan perspective. Like, it's not back and forth. I know we had some fra- – Andy Gelcher was there. I know he was enjoying the game. For- Mohawk Chevrolet's own. That's right. Like – I'm sure he felt it because the Boston crowd was into it, but it, it did not feel like a season on the line, historic, you're going to run back these highlights five years from now type of Eastern Conference Finals game. I want to say Andy is a Cavs fan, too. So, like, that's got to be – it's one of those, like, it's great to be at the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, at, at you know, Boston. But at the same time, like, you hate Boston and you don't really like the Heat. You probably hate the Heat more because somebody took his talents to South Beach on you. Like, but he, you know, look, he's, he's a stud out there. I saw him over the dealership today. He looks like he's complaining about being tired, but he looks better rested than me. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't foresee Butler playing that terrible again. If you're a Celtics fan, you probably love that game. Cause you knew you had it. Like there was, there was never really a point where I said to myself, like, okay, here come the heat. Like they, they just got out. They got out running. They got out moving. There is nobody in the Celtics starting lineup with a negative point differential. Like usually somebody's got at least like whatever, but it's no. They just they were cohesive. They did what they wanted, how they wanted. It's it was it was not it was not even close. Here's where I get mad at myself. Two games ago, I said, "All right." Celtics win this game, they'll win the game in Boston, and then they'll lose game six in Miami. And then for some reason, I convinced myself, oh, you're giving them too much credit, Miami will win in Boston. Boston wasn't, like, dominant at home the way they've been in the past. And I went with it. And I'm like, just stay with what you actually believe in the first place. Jimmy Butler's going to come out in this next game and just go off, in my in my humble opinion. But now I've changed my mind so many freaking times. I've changed my predictions so many times. If nobody wants to believe me, that's fine. I'm with you. Miami's going to win the series. Miami's going to close out in six. Boston is not coming back down 3-0. What we are missing, though, about why they've won the last two games, 151-0, okay? That's the 3-0 series lead. Nobody's ever had it happen. We've got examples across sports that's happened, but it's never happened in the NBA. 3-1's the biggest comeback we've really ever seen because of that stat I just listed, and we saw that in the NBA Finals on one occasion with the Cavs and the Warriors. But if you said, okay, you get down three games to done in a series, what would be the most likely way for you to come back? What would need to happen? Okay, star players would need to be injured for the team you're playing against. Well, Hero's been injured. Lowry is injured. Jimmy Butler's been injured in the past, but he's playing. So there are injuries Miami's dealt with, but they've dealt with that for a few weeks. Okay, so impact players are hurt. Uh, You'd have to be like a a poor team, like record-wise. Okay, Miami's the eighth seed. Those two things would help. You'd have to get some games at home. Okay, you got a game at home. You want that. Like, there are elements of how would you come back down 3-0 that have benefited Boston. Injuries, home games, a team not being good through the regular season. I feel like the comeback is in process. I'm not that confident they're going to do it. But things you needed to have happen have happened in favor of the Celtics. I think realistically, just it comes down to Tatum and Brown outplaying Butler. Like, both of them both being better than Butler. I think if he's better than one of them, that there's enough. But it is one of those situations, too, when you look at it and you say, well, you know, Miami was the eighth seed. They're not supposed to be here. 
uh, Tyler Hero's hurt, and this one's hurt, and that one's hurt, and Butler's you know seventy five years old, and you, Boston was supposed to barnstorm through them. Like it, it is, if there was gonna be a three zero deficit comeback, it's this matchup, right? Yes, uh, all the elements of how it would happen brought the Warriors. Cavs from way back when, years ago in the NBA Finals. That one, to me, 2016's the year? We're seven years removed? I still can't believe the Cavs came back and won that series. Yeah. Like One of the greatest regular season, record-wise, the greatest regular season team of all time, greatest shooting team of all time. Cavs had Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love, fantastic players. Yeah. I'm still stunned they came back and won that. I would be more shocked. <laughs> would I? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would be more shocked if Boston came back and won the series just because you needed one more game and it's never happened in league history and because Boston at times in the series was getting smacked around. Yeah. At least Cleveland was mostly competitive in that series with the Warriors and eventually win the championship. But down 3-0, man, I don't if, believe it, though. If Jimmy Butler just comes out and takes over in game six, do you look at it and go, you sandbagging son of a gun. Yes. Like you, yes. you knew that you needed a couple nights to get right, and then you could take over in game six. Um, that's that's what I think happens. We'll see what really happens. What I know happens is if you go to usxpest.com, you can schedule a free inspection. That's right. No cost to have – I believe it's usually Tim. So Tim Larkin is, is the guy. Comes to your house, does the inspection. You had the inspection today. Oh, I sure did, LeVac. I cannot wait to continue to talk about it throughout the day. USX Pest came to my spot. We ran through the home. I had a laundry list of questions for my wife. We went through it with Tim. He could not have been more helpful. He's very knowledgeable. He knows exactly. You told, told you. me. I told you. You told I did. me. He had everything from the basement to the attic to outside to inside. That's what you want. Professionals to know exactly what they're looking at when they're cleaning your home to make sure it's safe. We had that weird winter, by the way, right? Like, not a lot of stuff froze, so we've got an odd summer on the way, so those pests and bugs that maybe you have never dealt with since you've been a homeowner or in your new home, you're going to be dealing with this summer. Yeah. USX Pests can help you fight against them, take them out, and make sure your home is safe and looking good for those summer months on the way. And the best part is Tim explains it in a way that you can understand it when you don't know half the stuff he knows. Uh, it all starts by going to usxpest.com, part of the Gagne family of brands. You know, you know the cat guarding. They have the non-chemical exclusion program, which I've had done to my house. It sounds like Gazi Bear is about to have it done to his cave. It's all. It, it's very, very cool. It starts with that simple click on usxpest.com. Calling all true crime podcast fans. Tune into Freeway Phantom and join a new investigation into the 50-year-old unsolved murders of six young black girls in Washington, D.C. Explore startling new evidence that could crack these cold cases wide open and bring as many questions as they do answers. We still care, and it still hurts. We just want to know what happened. Listen to Freeway Phantom on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you open your hopper, you don't fill it with just any hardwood pellets, right? You fill it with Kingsford 100% hardwood blend pellets. Made right here in the USA with North American ingredients and a 100% natural hardwood blend, Kingsford pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add delicious smoky flavor to any meal. Kingsford's the name you trust for the low and slow cooking you crave. So look for Kingsford 100% hardwood blend pellets. Kingsford.com. Generation Axe Throwing salutes the capital regions, small businesses, and the hardworking employees who make it all possible. The economic impact of these locally owned companies is dramatic. Support your small businesses. Generation Axe Throwing, a haven of happiness. Throwing axes at targets. Who knew it could be so much fun? Continuously voted the best axe throwing in Albany. 90 Fuller Road, Albany. 518-712-7070. Theaxeplace.com. Grind Time Training offers training programs for players of all skill levels who want to raise the level of their game. We allow young people to learn the game of basketball, boys and girls up until high school. You can come to the gym every day. Six coaches on staff, all with college-level experience. Offering group and private training, camps and clinics. Grind Time Training is at Vent Fitness in Latham and Gilderland. Call former professional basketball player Will Harris at 518-207-7942. Online at grindtimetraining.com. Check us out on Facebook. 
Hey, it's Goss here from the LeVac and Goss Show. Weekdays, 3 to 5, right here on 95.9 and 980 Fox Sports Radio. And we want you to join our team. If you're looking to take your sales career to the next level, the perfect place to do it is right here at iHeartMedia Albany, the largest media company in America. And right here in the Capital Region, you can connect with local businesses to help with their marketing for the future. And whether it's the Capital Region, New York State, or around the country, iHeartMedia helps you connect with over 850 radio stations. Whether that's local sales, digital sales, and more, iHeartMedia can help you expand your sales career. There's always something new going on. Whether here in the 518 you want to be at the biggest concerts, the most exciting local events, or maybe the can't-miss sporting events, joining the sales team at iHeartMedia Albany puts you in the front row. And just think, every day you can work with LeVac and I. Apply today to join the iHeartMedia sales team and the team here at Fox Sports 95.9 980 at iHeartMediaCareers.com. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. I still get the question, when you were with the Albany Empire, why did you let Antonio Brown in? And, and you know, two things. First of all, I wasn't 100% up to me. Um, but most importantly, it was like, listen, we've tried so many things to get attention, to get to get people to come out and, you know, pack the house and do all the cool things. And none of it really worked. And you don't know, is it just because you're coming off of COVID? Is it whatever? Or, you know, is, is media so, uh, you know, fractured, if you will, now, the way people ingest it, that you – you just there isn't a, a cost effective way to just use it like you know some people watch tv but they watch cable oh no they watch streams they watch this they watch some people listen to radio but am where we are on 980 is is less people than 959 on fm is sort of HD, what is it, 103.1-2. That's right. Great quality if you're listening to your car, if you're listening to our podcast audience, Apple and Spotify are kind of chopping up the yeah, pie a little bit. the right? iHeart app. Like, there's there's so many different outlets. And I'll tell you honestly that Mike Corda, the, you know, the guy I work for, he sat down, we sat down with everyone. We sat down with Elevation 10,000. We sat down with Ed Lewin Associates. We sat down with, you know, uh, Alan Green, who's amazing here at iHeart. And everyone said, you guys did everything right. I don't know why you didn't get more attention. And then we, you know, through the internet, we meet Antonio Brown. If I hate 80% of what that guy's done since he's been here, I got to give him credit. He gets attention. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like you, more people are talking about the Albany Empire. And and not not all negative, a lot of negative, but not all negative. But more people are talking about the Albany Empire right now than they ever have before. I want to backpedal a little bit there because I think there is a percentage of this audience who what you just talked about there may not know something that's really important. And I, honestly, I don't even know if I know the answer to this because there are certain things you do in a profession, not just you, LeVac, but you listening right now as well, that the end goal, the success is the way you phrased it, might be different for everybody, right? Like we'll just use an, you and I, for example, right? Like our, in, in between radio – we did digital. We did non-traditional media. And people might look and say, like, okay, guys, do you think what you did previously was a success? You're doing something different now. But I look Obviously back. Obviously not because we're here. I would, <laughs> I, And there you go. I feel like you're joking, but I would say I would disagree because I feel like the reason we got here could be talked about for some of the stuff we've done in the past. I ask this question. Like, what would have been deemed successful for the Albany Empire in your tenure? Because some people just heard what you just said and said, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. They want two championships. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. I guess I'm missing what Levac well, is saying. So let's clarify that a little bit. Well, and, and that was so. As as you can tell, and we've always said, we have a very close relationship with the ownership of the Orlando Predators. Uh, Nate Starling Jr., who was 
was a key part of bringing the empire back, you know, is the majority owner down there. His goal from day one was to get the word out. Their budget went to getting the word out and packing the Amway Center. And they did. They get like 8,000 people a game. Mike Corda and everybody up here, Mike's, Mike's thing was, if we win, they'll come. So we put our budget towards coaching, equipment, players. Like that's what, and, and, it, and it worked. You know, we won back-to-back championships. As Mike, Mike, who is the owner of Techies Fire and Water Restoration and, and Techies Construction, has always said, I don't need to make money with the Albany Empire. In a perfect world, it breaks even. As long as I don't lose a ton, we don't eat here. We eat through Tech East. Tech East is is the cash cow. It's the it's the main trunk of, of the business model. Um, but we needed to get to a point where we were putting at least let, let's say the target was five thousand people a game, averaging five thousand paid admission per game. That's where we needed to get so that we so that the losses would be manageable, financially speaking. Um, and that's. You know, and again, Antonio Brown reached out, and and it was awesome, and it was a good, it was a good start. The way everything started, he was going to be the guy who made that happen. Um, and again, as as we get into more of the negative stuff, I do I want to point out the guy knows how to get attention. Like it's it's it, you know, if you want to make the argument, he's like that little kid where good bad attention doesn't matter as long as I'm getting attention. I could hear that from you, but TMZ's doing articles on the Empire. You know, uh, Times Union is, is constantly there. We joked about it yesterday, but let's, let's be real. Local TV, I had to call guys to come out every week. Now they're just chasing you. They're there all the time. And it's not, and you're not winning. <laughs> you're not winning. So winning clearly does not mean anything to those guys. So, like, again, I, I, to be fair, what the original plan was to get him here, not, not off too far. Now, we have, I don't believe they've seen it in ticket sales yet. I guess we'll find out, you know, this this weekend because they're you know free tickets for for um, armed forces and and first responders, which I originally planned that for July, but whatever. Um, just a little, little yeah. upset. Had Aaron. a nice plan going with the, the Waterfleet Arsenal was very helpful. Great people over there. Really appreciate everything they did for that. And now it's it's a different plan. But again, so I, I just want to give credit where it's due, though. The the attention is out there. It's not great attention, but it's out there. We've talked about fracturing, slicing, whatever way we want to view how things are consumed now in 2023. But what's frustrating, that's the only way I can do it. I know you're frustrated by everything that's going on, but me is somebody who's watched the product, moved here from a different area, trying to, as a part well, of my career. you and I were there from day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, George Manius and that crew met up with us, and they went, these are guys that we want to do stuff with. When they hired us to be on the field, they were in our studio twice a week. Like they knew that, and I I found notes later, where like like fine radio ambassadors, and our names are there. Like our, we're the top. Like we're the, the, these guys will work with us. They're they're an asset. And like part of me was like, I feel dirty. I thought we were just friends, but like you know, <laughs> but like you know, it, so you so yeah, so I can you would have you you should have emotions about the empire. Yeah, and what's happening here? And Capital Region sports fans, I really want to hear from you, whether it's social media, whether it's on the app or the Elevation 10,000 phone lines at 518-690-0980. 518-690-0980. What do you want out of the Empire? Because, yeah. like, it's look, we could talk differently about the Empire versus the Valley Cats versus Albany football and basketball. We talked to Coach Catuso yesterday. That's available on Apple and Spotify. Sienna. Like, this is what I'm finding out. And maybe you're getting a totally different vibe than I am. You, LeVac, you listening right now. I don't know what the Capital Region sports fan now wants out of the Empire. Like, it, like you just laid out all the AP stuff. Yeah. Are some people looking at that and be like, you know what? I know they want two championships back-to-back, but I got a chance to go viral on Instagram if AP takes a selfie with me. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I want to see him. Pl- I'm, I'm frustrated because I just watched two championship teams. You talked about attendance and ticket sales. You talked about George, but that team went away. And I know there's a right. huge part of that. But I honestly am struggling here on a Friday, 24 hours before kickoff, to tell you, like, what does a Capital Region sports fan want out of the future of the Albany Empire? Well, I think now, I think I think the only way, I think the only way you now take this positive slash negative attention and, uh, you know, I hate to say monetize it, but that's part of it. Like, you, you, you vote with your dollars, right? So if you really love the Empire and you don't want it to go anywhere, buy tickets. Like, and I... I'll be the last one to tell you not to buy tickets. 
I love that brand. I love it. You know, for a fact, I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody something that only guys and like one other person knows right now. I got somebody from the empire reached out to me yesterday, asked me to come back and be on the field. And I was like, I just can't do it. I just can't. I, I love the empire, but I just, I can't work with Tony. I just can't do it. Um, and I know that. And, and it wouldn't be good because we would get into it. it uh, so, like not even meaning to. It's just we just are very different guys. I know that's hard to believe when you see us standing next to each other. Um, <laughs> but I think what you have to do now is is he has to do a few things. And and number one, he's got to start coming through on these promises. You know, when you say the word community six hundred and fifty times in your first three you know interviews. And you do, he does, he goes to schools and he hands out tickets, he does those things. But now you've got to start being a positive part of the community. So you say you're going to play in this game, you're going to suit up, you're going to play. If he goes out and he runs, runs one route like he did in that practice, okay, that's a negative check. Because you you didn't make it sound like you were going to run one route. You made it sound like you were going to play. And and, and I think if, if he plays a couple plays, five, if he plays five plays, that's huge. That's huge. Because those five plays, I this is how I envision it in my head. People are upset with him right now. No matter what he does on that first, when he runs out on the field for the first time, he's going to get booed. Now, let's say that first play is a five-yard catch. People are going to go, all right, okay, but boo. Er. Next play, he goes out. It's not even to him. The boos are going to quiet down a little bit more. Third time he goes out, he catches a touchdown. Every other time he goes on the field, he's going to get cheered. There's still going to be some people going to boo because they're mad, and I get that, but he's going to get cheered. Going out one time is is a bad plan because you can't, you're not going to win them over in one time out. And then on top of that, you got to, all these grandiose things you're saying are going to happen. They got to start happening. Cam Newton's got to show up now. If Cam Newton does not show up, I and I don't even need him to play. He's got to come out for the coin toss. I know I, he says he's going to play. Some people need him to play. Cam Newton's got to be in the in the MVP arena for a home game. Not as soon as this weekend. He won't be there this weekend. No. That's been said by a lot of people. But, like, these are the things. He can still turn this around this year because, obviously, nobody cares about wins and losses. We gave you a lot of wins. I got a, I got a shelf of rings. I got a stupid football that says I was executive of the year. Nobody cares about any of that. I care. That was cool. I know. It's kind of neat. You I, and it gives that. me something cool. to, to lord around the office uh, for Mike and everybody. <laughs> um, but, like, start coming through on your promises. Start making this entertaining for people, and they're going to come out. We talked about this, you and I, about something completely different, but I keep going. And now for something completely different. No, 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 no. It goes to this. The image of the the bullfighter, right? The matador, I believe, is the term. There you go. Look right? You. And they say toro, which is Spanish for bull, and they Correct. have the sheet out, and toro, it's red. Toro. Right, and they pull it the out. And they, right, right. I, I bring that up because I feel like at times the Capital Region sports fan has become the bull. Where they get super excited about something. The Albany Empire, when they first came back, and touchdown Eddie Brown, and the sellout crowd, and you and I were on the turf. And then, because of reasons outside of that league's control and outside the Empire's control, it got pulled. It didn't yeah, happen. The 1819 team. Right. The next version of the Albany Empire, COVID. Like, COVID happened, and it was weird because it's It was like, easier to get people in the stands in the middle of COVID than it was the year after COVID. Just so, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, not to interrupt, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, and that statement alone is hard for me to figure out and comprehend because right. I, I can't wrap we my turning, brain around it. We were turning people away with a 5,000-person cap. Last year, we had no cap, no no nothing. Wear a mask if you wanted. And I think, I think our biggest, I think, I want to say we sold, I think we had an attendance of just over 5,000 for the championship game. And I want to say like 4,000 that was sold and some, you know, whatever else. And the frustrating part about it, and and not that because, I mean, I guess you could technically say things changed from COVID-1 to COVID-2. But that's what's happened here over the last four years, especially three years with COVID, is that we as Capital Region sports fans have seen a lot of change. We've seen changes involving UAlbany basketball. We've seen changes involving the Empire. You've seen changes involving the Valley Cats and the Patroons. Sienna stayed consistent. But I wonder how much, if at all, that change has been like, okay, I expect this. Whoa, we're going to change it. And especially what you just said about Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like, if you're buying tickets to go see AB this Saturday and want to see something, and your expectations are, Toro, Toro, and they pull it out <laughs> for me, then you're like, I'm good. Like, I'm done. I've given this team a lot of chances. I've given, I don't want to keep grouping them in, but I see, you see the theme that's going here. We've given X amount of teams X amount of opportunities. Maybe that's the answer. 
Maybe Capital Region sports fan just wants consistency. That if I'm going to go see a team in 2023, I know I'm going to see them or some version of that in 2024 and 2025. Some of those are beyond the circumstances of the franchise and everything else, but that seems to be what I'm picking up. Like, just tell me when I show up to the sporting event, I'm going to get football and I know what I'm going to watch. And that seems harder yeah. than it should be here. So this Fayetteville matchup is is a, is a good matchup. Because Fayetteville, Fayetteville is it's still an expansion team. They're doing well. Like they're they're growing, they're getting they're getting better faster. But they're a beatable team. If you go out there with a good game plan, you can beat Fayetteville. You you can. You should have beat West Texas. West Texas is is struggling. One of the reasons West Texas was able to beat you is you chased off Trayvon Shorts and Melvin Hollins, and they both had phenomenal games against you. This is a big game for that reason. Outside of the game, there is something that can be done that can win you the favor of a lot of local people. TMZ is reporting, and I happen to know this is this is very factual. The Von Schiller family, who owned 5% of this team, I was part of the discussions when they paid their money and they got their 5%, and I know that they have 5% of this team. They have been treated like garbage by Antonio Brown and his people. They are now, they just want out. They just want to be bought out. They're a family. They can't just throw away the money that they put into this team. If Antonio Brown makes the same gesture he made with Taste of Italy, the restaurant, where, hey, I don't like the way this was handled by my people. I want to make this right. Here's here's something. I think that goes a long way. I think it goes a really, really long way. When TMZ is calling the Von Schiller family and having an hour-long conversation about, about these this situation, and you're still not willing to sit down and talk to them, this this you want you want to win me over? Do the human thing. And and maybe you don't agree with everything they're saying. And that's fine. Sit down with them and come to a compromise. If they if if you walk out of a room with a family that has put their hard-earned money into this team, and that family goes, I don't love the outcome, but I can live with and I and I somewhat like the outcome. I, that's going to go a long way with me to say like, okay, the guy I thought I was working with is back. The guy that I, I you know, the guy when we met and everything was everything started and I thought this was somebody who who really wanted to help the community and be a part of it. And then since then I've I I don't believe that anymore. You come to an agreement with that family. And I'll start to believe that guy is back. That's a big move. That's a that's a that's a big, magnanimous move. That would be wonderful if that happens. That'd be probably... I don't foresee it happening. But that's you want to win me over. That's the start. There you go. There haven't been a lot of victories that people have celebrated since the Antonio Brown era tenure as an owner. Officially, the majority of call it is the Antonio Brown era. Okay, error. Right. I I'm struggling besides character or do the right thing or this is the respectful thing to do to buy them out. Besides those reasons, I struggle to find out how it's going to happen because we both know the Von Schillers. Wonderful yeah. people. Yep. And this is the second time in this conversation we've had where it's like business versus fandom. Yeah. This is the business side of the Von Schiller situation where it's like, okay, besides all the stuff you know, I just laid out there about character, good person, good representative, good role model, from a business perspective, why does Antonio Brown have to buy them out? I, I, and there's a little naivety with me okay. asking that question, not knowing about the league structure. Like, why business wise does that make sense? Multiple reasons. You you walk around saying you want 100 percent of this team. That is a lie. Whether you know you're lying or not, that that is a lie. You want to say you're the 100 percent owner of the Albany Empire. You need to deal with this with, with this couple who owns five percent. Now, there's ways you deal with them. You could. Force them out, which you're trying to do. Um, you're not going to win public favor with that. So we're at a point where whatever you do is going to be talked about, right? You don't even need to really spend the money that we used to have to spend in advertising because anything you do is going to be spoken about. So now you have to ask yourself, what do you want that message to be? To this point, it's been overwhelmingly negative. And I've been one of the people given the negative news. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not it's not lost on me at all. If if I was ever invited to that, you invited me back to do the on field. 
whether you did or your your people did, somebody did. I have no interest in that. If I was invited to a room where and you and you said, "All right, I don't like you. You know, you're fat. You eat glizzies, all that crap. Whatever, whatever he wants to say about me, but you, people do like you here. What would you do if you were me? I would say find a way to if if it's if it's fifty cents on the dollar, if it's whatever it is, find a way that that family becomes maybe not an advocate for you, but no longer says negative things about you. And I think that's something where this community could look around and go, okay, all right, you know what? You did some stupid stuff, but maybe just maybe. Everyone likes him. Like, dude, I don't know what it is about Antonio Brown. You can't help yourself when you first meet him. Until he wrongs you personally, you like him. You just can't help yourself. Give people a reason to like you. Give Actually, give them a reason to, and I think it will go a really long way. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that from that, call it the first few weeks where he was the owner, where it's like, I remember I was taking calls from buddies and family members outside of the Capital Region. They were like, hey, what's Antonio Brown been like? I'm like yeah. I haven't heard a negative thing about him. Yeah. He's done every autograph. There was what the Siena practice, I believe, where he's taking selfies with everybody from the MAC tournament game. Like Everything was positive. So, yeah, there is Did a, a season ticket holder ever get an autographed jersey? What do you mean? It, right before the season, he offered an autographed game-worn Antonio Brown jersey to a season ticket holder. It had to be raffled off. That, I never heard that. That could be possible. You're a season ticket holder for the Albany Empire, and no one's won that. You should bring that up because you're owed a jersey. Somebody's owed a jersey. So that's why I wonder also what's going to happen Saturday, too, where here's what could happen. In the span of the next 48 hours, like in, after the show gets off the air, right? he could buy the Von Schillers out. He could play most of the game on Saturday. And for most importantly, for some younger football fans or from some parents or certain ticket holders, season ticket, single game, he could take pictures and sign autographs at the end of the game, and everyone's Boom. happy. Win, 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 win. That win. all could realistically win, happen win. for sure. And then Cam Newton shows up the next home game, and all of a sudden, guys like me who don't like him have nothing to say. Got to shrug your shoulders and be like, yep. he's, "It's well, working hey, now." Hey, yeah. he's, you know what? I want I want the Empire to succeed. Clearly, he does too. Right now, I don't feel that way, but he has the tools are before. There's paths before him to to redemption and righteousness. I got to tell you something. I'm going to tell you about my how I sleep, but I want to, I just want to tell you coming up. I'm really upset that that this product sold out instantly, and I'm not upset about it for the reason you think I would be. But right now, product everybody needs to know about. If you have trouble sleeping, sleep apnea, snoring. If you're tired, if like, if you're if if you're married and your ribs hurt in the morning, that's because you're catching the elbow for the snores. Like you can, I can fix that. 518-885-6185, the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Doctor Fred Dreer. Amazing facility, great people. Gaz and I have gone to Mets games with Doc. It's it's just the kind of people you just you want to be around. Oh, and by the way, they're going to help you get sleep without hoses, wires, masks, surgeries, any of that stuff. It's a mouthpiece that is custom made for you. They they do all the measurements, they do all the tests, everything. Your at home sleep test, perfect. You drop in, you pick up this thing the size of a lunchbox, bring it home, boom, 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 bring it back in two days. All right, we looked it over. You have sleep apnea, this mouthpiece keeps your airway open, you're good to go, and you're on your way. It's that, it's, it, it can be that easy for you because it was for me. Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer, 518-885-6185. Helping me sleep better, they'll help you sleep better too. Hi, we're Comparing Insurance Agency. Never heard of us? We know. But to help it stick that our local agents are insurance experts, we're going to say local agent three times in the next five seconds. Local agent, local agent, local agent. Find us at CompariantInsurance.com. This report is sponsored by CompariantInsurance.com. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing... Help the planet with a tip from iHeartRadio Earth. Education doesn't just take place in the classroom. There are many ways children of all ages can learn about sustainability and the environment at home. Visit iHeartRadio.com Earth for a list of resources, activity guides, and toolkits that are educational and fun for the whole family. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com Earth.
Grind Time Training offers training programs for players of all skill levels who want to raise the level of their game. We allow young people to learn the game of basketball, boys and girls up until high school. You can come to the gym every day. Six coaches on staff, all with college-level experience. Offering group and private training, camps and clinics. Grind Time Training is at Vent Fitness in Latham and Gilderland. Call former professional basketball player Will Harris at 518-207-7942. Online at grindtimetraining.com. Check us out on Facebook. Want to know my secret for a summer break that doesn't break the bank? Listen up, because this offer won't last forever. Kohl's gives you $10 when you spend over $25. So I got some cute everyday tees and shorts, the perfect tote for the beach, and all of the patio must-haves for barbecue season. Not to mention, I earned Kohl's cash, too. And now, I'm off to enjoy the long weekend. Select styles. Offer ends May 29th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm loving this Friday myself because it started with me picking up my brand new pickup truck from Mohawk Chevrolet. Um, I'm staring at it out the window and hating that we're here. I love doing this job. I love talking to Gaz. I love talking to you here in the Cap region. I love Fox Sports Radio. I'm all love. But I really love ScarJo, my Black Widow pickup, and that's what I want to be out driving around in. Um, I'd like to point out that that is not the name of the vehicle. You have named the vehicle that. Yeah, it's ScarJo. Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. Right I, know, there. I know what it means. Jasmine, the delivery specialist, and um, everybody, even even Katie over at Mohawk, I'm like, yeah, this is ScarJo. They're like, you're calling it ScarJo? I'm like, yeah. They're like, and then you see like Katie, the labor woman, she went, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. She starts actually, I like it. Like Everybody else is like, oh, man, I like that. It, so, would, it would make us feel so good if somebody walked in and asked for the ScarJo. Yeah, how do you get a ScarJo? I want a ScarJo. Um, all right. If I told you that I was disappointed in everyone that the jaw one hunger colorway drop nikes sold out instantly why would you think i was upset for some people that sounded like a different language you're asking for the Jabra sneaker Rance, new sneaker <laughs> yes 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 nike decided to let it go they sold it even though everything's going on and it sold out like instantly and i'm very upset about why that. is that well you would think i'd be upset because of all the you know the, the controversy the the gun post and stuff like that I'm not. I'm upset because they are butt ugly. Like, like they are, they're just not, like, I would imagine if I asked your amazing son, Rex, who is three years old, to design a pair of sneakers, he would do slightly better. He would do better. I don't know if you've seen him yet, guys. I'm not a fan of non-matching sneakers. They're a pair of sneakers. They come in pairs. Can you share that at the Jeff Levac on Twitter in a second here, to. just for I don't our, want to. for our? Why don't you share it? Right. I don't want to. I don't have the link. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you do. It's in the run. Oh, I do. I, I okay. put it in the show play at, at WOFX nine eighty on Twitter. We're going to share this in a few moments there. Yeah, I can't. It's disgusting. They're ugly. They're just ugly. Like if you did, if you made me buy two pairs, like if I could buy the the predominantly red pair, and then separately I could buy the predominantly blue pair and then people started wearing the two of them together i'd be like well that's stupid but okay good for you they're not like they're not good looking even when they're you know monochromatic (laughs) but but they're they're hideous like people will buy anything yeah i'm i'm trying to figure out what thought process went through these john moran sneakers where someone thought hey they're different they're interesting they're they're low tops too, right? Hang on, I, I might have missed this. Just hearing this, it w- they're intentionally different colors. Like from the graphic they're, that's now up on Twitter, it's one's red, one's blue. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's the yeah. So the left is predominantly red with blue accent. The right is predominantly blue with red accent. That can, the, the, no, no, no. It's no. the they're called the Jaw One Hunger Colorway Drop. There are certain trends that are coming back or have been popular before. Like I, I'm the short short thing. I was of the generation, and I believe you were as well, of the long shorts over the knees. And I'm watching now, like hilarious commercials. I think it's, oh, yeah. now they're like, remember the old school shorts? I'm like, oh, that hurt. 
There's a few other things that are like this. This should never be a thing. It's not okay. No. I don't like it. I personally, I don't like it. Um it's just it's a lot. It it's it it is it's too much. Is this the future of the sneaker game in the NBA because we know a lot Ugly? of guys We know a lot of guys in the NBA maybe far different from 30 to 40 years ago are into fashion like Russell Westbrook and James Harden and other players are known for their wardrobe and fashion. They want to be different. They want to be not just athletes, but maybe fashion moguls. This should not fit that category. Have you ever collected anything like as a sports fan? Like I know you love jerseys. I love jerseys too. When I was younger, I collected sports illustrateds, tons of sports illustrated covers in my parents' place and my place. Now I'm not happy that I collected those because the future has told me we love Kevin Sweeney. We love Matt Verderam. Not exactly what Sports Illustrated was 10 or 20 years ago. Now as I'm older in life, I want to become a sneakerhead. Like, I like <laughs> Air Maxes. I think it's cool. It's a connection to the sport fan and the athletes. an easy talking point, especially when you're doing interviews. Like, what sneakers do you like? This is not one of them. I will never buy these John Moran sneakers. I know, hearing from you, you will never buy these. But oh, please, no. Do not let this be the standard. Do not be like, hey, Jaws, the standout athlete. We got to copy what Jaws do. No, no, no. No. Stop. Whoever's doing it, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, anybody looking at this, do not have this as the new model. So, um, Benny Ice, who used to work with me at the Empire, and I worked with me over at, at Tech East, and, and we're doing other stuff. We're helping some social. He's the social media director for the Orlando Predators now. He has horrible taste in sneakers. He wears the ugliest sneakers and he loves it and he i think he knows it i think deep down inside he knows they're ugly sneakers but they're super flashy like i guess that's it it's it, you, they don't need to look good as long as they're loud like i guess that's i thought he had velcro on the last ones I he saw. does have like a lot of times he'll have the velcro on the top i think i want to say um puma like he has some pumas that are like a like a very bright baby blue and then he has another one's orange and sometimes he'll wear them they're the same pair so I'll wear them together, like an orange and a blue, and then he has this one. I can't even think what it is, but it's like, it's like um, it's like a burgundy, a mustard yellow. It's like it's like every color that was thrown up on the like pants and suits in the early '90s when I was a kid. In one, like they were like, oh, they found them all. They put them in one pair of sneakers. It's just like, but it's, I guess that's the thing. I guess that's what you do is you make ugly sneakers now. I like. Basic black, baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what are we doing here? What I've come to find working in the sports world is that the sneaker game, stuff like John Morant, stuff like Jordan, LeBron, Zion, like all these athletes, it is a true assessment of what people think of you. You can judge an athlete, a coach, people you work with by sneakers slash shoes. Like, if you're rocking the new Air Maxes, like, oh, they might be a sports fan or they might be in the fashion. If you're going like... Air Monarchs, you're a dad, <laughs> yeah, right? Like you're a balance. dad. If you're wearing just like regular shoes to sport events, like okay, probably not a big time sports fan or older. They might have not been into the trend. They might have not bought a pair of Jordans in their life. Maybe they just yeah, have them for running I, or something, All right? Or I found them cheap because otherwise I won't. This I, is, I'll go to the Under Armour outlet to get anything. I won't. Someone who's buying these Jaw sneakers again at WOFX980 on Twitter has poor judgment. If you're wearing these, so, I will consider your judgment poor because they're different colors and they're stupid. So $110, um, you had to go through the Nike sneaker, S-N-K-R-S app. That's spelled wrong. Yeah. I, just, Bad judgment shocked. again. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> I guess it was an incredibly small supply, which tells me that the powers that be at Nike were like, nobody's going to buy this crap. We'll just make, make enough to make Ja happy and we'll just sell. And then... Everybody bought them, and I was now looking around going, bring everybody back to the warehouse. We're going to make more of these things. The ugly ones? Yeah, the really ugly ones. Yeah, okay. All right. But it's Memorial Day weekend. I know. I know. People like ugly sneakers now. I would, I would never want to do that. Like, the brand of John Morant's taking so much of a hit right now. Yeah. This is not what I'd want to see for the brand of John Morant. Miscolored sneakers and that. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Be better. That's all I'm saying. Um, oh, here. I saw you just uh, let me share it. <laughs> I'm going to share it on mine, too, now that you put it up. That's, ugh, those sneakers are, they're just, again, if you did if you did a pair of each, I'd be like, okay, not really my thing, but okay. 
But the fact that that's a pair of sneakers, oof, a lot going on there. Uh, a lot going on in the top four at four. So we'll have that coming up for you in just a second. But first, we've got to tell you about elevation, but I have to cough. Cough, cough. To face the purpose of the cough button for me to tell you it's happening, but whatever. Uh, elevation 10,000, great, great friends of ours. And if you're looking to elevate your brand, elevate your business, you do it with Elevation 10,000. Um, literally, everything you need is there, whether it's help with your marketing, maybe it's uh, video production, audio production. They have a studio now. They have their own. They built a podcast studio. They have a filming studio. They do all these things. They can wrap your vehicle. They can get your apparel for your employees together. They can do it all on a website. So, like maybe your employees are scattered over the area and it's difficult to get them together and make an order. Well, you op- they can open a web portal just for your employees. They go through. They pick the stuff they want, the sizes and all that stuff. It's delivered to, directly to them or to your office, and you're done. It's that simple and easy. And I say simple and easy. I have no idea how they do it. Simple and easy because you go ask Elevation 10,000 to do it, and they make it easy for you. Everything you need, and if they don't have it yet, they'll figure out how to do it. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. Summer's heating things up outside and on the grill. Whether you're smoking a brisket or grilling up veggies, 